0: Most of the things that I bring you are what I would like to call hot off the press, fresh divine word from God. This morning it's no different. I pray uh, uh, unceasingly or without ceasing all the time that God would give me words that you need. It's not always words that I need, but most frequently it is. I preach to myself as I preach to you. But I pray that God gives me divine inspiration directly from heaven, speaking to me in my spirit, that I might be able to bring that word to you. That's always my prayer. That I never take an opportunity to do what I call the greatest honor that any of us would have to do, and that is bring the word of God to people. It's a great responsibility, it doesn't just happen behind this podium. But it happens in every day in all of our lives. So we try to shine our light and show God's love in a practical way. It's a big responsibility and a great honor to be able to do that. And I hope today that you grow a little bit more in your prayer life. I have a funny feeling that this prayer series is probably gonna go a couple more weeks. Our next sermon series is gonna be called Pulling Down Strongholds. I have a feeling I'm gonna have to put that on hold to get to you what God wants to to get to you from his word. It's my hope that in the last couple of weeks your prayer life has been elevated, that you feel closer to God. It's my hope that your understanding of what should be at the core of your prayer has gained some clarity in your spiritual walk, that you finally begin to realize that your prayer unto God goes beyond your list of requests. And it's okay that we have them. God says that we should bring our petitions to him. But that's only part of what prayer is all about. We must continue to be mindful of the fact that prayer is about God loving us and us loving God. Prayer is our direct line of communication to God the Father. You remember last week we talked a little bit about spiritual discipline and the type of discipline it takes to develop an effective prayer life. You have to work at becoming who you were made to be in Christ. We are always becoming. And we become through learning how to pray and communicate to God. It takes spiritual discipline. Spiritual discipline to know that prayer is more than something we just get around to And I do hope you get around to it More often than you do today It's more than just a simple bedtime prayer and if you do those I continue I can encourage you to continue to do that But don't let it just be about it's the end of the day so that we do this at this time It's all the time It's praying without ceasing. It's constantly having God on your mind. When your prayers are sincere, authentic, and you cry out to God, they are most effective. He hears the cry of his people. The Bible says in James 5.16 that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. I'm not sure how many of these scriptures I have with the media team, but there's a lot. I'm looking at 6 to 12. So hang with the notes. I'm going to stay tight to the notes. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful. It's effective. Last week, we also talked about how prayer aligns you to your purpose in life. You no longer have to just wander out and about in this world alone like a nomad on the backside of the desert like Moses did. You can walk through this life with God on your side. And through prayer, as you walk with God, your life will begin to align to what you were made for, your purpose, the plan that God has for you. That prayer will lead you beyond what you can do. That prayer will lead you on to what you're called to do. It will catapult you, launch you, send you off into What you're called to do by praying sincerely and crying out to God powerful and effective The first point that I want to make to you today about prayer is that prayer gives you divine clarity How many of you would like to have some divine clarity in your life today? Anybody confused ever you feel lost you, you feel like you don't know which road to take next Maybe you're at a, a fork in the road or you have some Decisions to make about certain things and you don't know where to turn to you don't know where to run to It's in those times that an effective prayer life will allow for you to have some divine clarity on where to go next some divine clarity on what to do next Prayer will give you that divine clarity. Apart from God, and even many times with God, our humanity that we have, outside of the Spirit, it runs interference into our ability to see things clearly. That's why we've always got to have God on our side. Through prayer, we can see clearly. In the midst of the hustle and bustle of life, things can become clouded regarding your path in life. Midst of the hustle and bustle and the rat race of life, things can become clouded regarding the purpose in your life. Things can even become clouded around the things and the promises of God that come along with being a Christ follower. The enemy's desire for you is to not for you to renew your mind daily, to not pray every day, to not talk to the one who gave his life for you. He wants to confuse and he wants to deceive. And if we are not careful, the humanity that is within us can cause for things to go sideways in your life. Not understanding your path, your purpose, and all of the promises that God has for you. God promises in Jeremiah 29 and 11. says not in my notes if you're hunting for it back there. God promises to give you a hope and a future. He's got plans for you to prosper. Prosperity from a spiritual standpoint doesn't always equate to dollars and cents. I prosper in more ways than one because of who I am in Christ. And that's a promise because he made me with a purpose. The good news is that God is able to bring divine clarity into your life in the midst of all of the confusion. Some of you might better know the term as divine revelation. It's a big church word that we use sometimes and I used to think that divine revelation was for someone else like the super spiritual saint the super saints the prayer team you know the people that you think have it all figured out but then you come to realize that we're all lost troubled and undone without Jesus and you realize that the same promises they have access to I can walk in as well It's for everyone. Divine clarity, divine revelation, a word from God. We talked last week, we called it a spiritual epiphany, a sudden flash of revelation that comes over you. As a result of this divine clarity, and it comes into your life, it comes in many different ways. In my own personal life, I experienced divine revelation from God in many, many ways. He doesn't just always talk with a big, loud, booming voice. You know, when I grew up in church, when people would say, God told me this, or God said this, or God said that, they were basically explaining the ways by which God spoke to them and gave them divine clarity and revelation. I was thinking in my head as a young child, when am I going to hear this loud, booming voice? I've since learned, as a child of God myself, that God provides that divine clarity and revelations In Revelation, in many different ways, shapes, and forms, He's omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. He's sovereign. He's so big and so incomprehensible. You got to be on the lookout for the Word of God at all times. I can walk out and see Him in the nature. I can see Him in the in the wings of an eagle. I can see Him in the changing of the leaves in an oak tree. I can see Him in the midst of the clouds in the sky. I can see him in the midst of my trouble and heartache. He's everywhere. He's large and he's in charge. Sovereign. I'm listening and looking for the voice of God and divine clarity and revelation at all times as I try to not only talk the talk, which is easy, but I'm trying to actually walk the walk. Hallelujah. Some of the ways that divine clarity have come about in my life and can come about for you is through his holy word people often tell me i don't feel like i'm hearing from god or i'm the the first suggestion that i always make to them is get out your bible Sometimes the verbal prayers or the prayers of our spirit. We don't feel like they're getting anywhere right because the enemy has clouded the way that we think and feel about certain things. So sometimes I just need a direct route to what God said in his word. That's why he left it with us. So sometimes if I want divine clarity and revelation, I've got to get in his word. He provides clarity through his word. He is not the author of confusion in 1 Corinthians 4.33, but he is the author of peace and clarity. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is quick, powerful, and sharper than a two-edged sword, piercing even the dividing of soul and spirit. Could preach on that for a little while. Dividing the soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is here's the source of clarity through his word, divine revelation. This is what it says about it is a discerner provide some understanding of, divine understanding, allowing us to discern what it is he's trying to say through these trials and tribulations and even sometimes celebrations in our life. I got to read in the word for clarity that I might be able to discern the thoughts and intents of my heart. Divine clarity. How do I do that? I've got to pray. I've got to pray and I've got to hear from God. Sometimes that begins with opening the word of God. You would be very surprised. And I'm not going to ask you to do it. I'm just going to tell you to do it this week if you didn't do it last week. If I ask everyone to raise their hand, if you've spent a little bit of time in your word this week, how many hands would not be able to go up? But you say you're not hearing from God. Got to read his word. Can come through his word. Sometimes it can come through in the midst of a Sunday service, just like you're setting in now. That's why Hebrews 10 and 25 tells us, do not give up meeting together or forsake not the assembling of yourselves, assembly of yourselves, some versions say, as some are in the habit of doing, the ones you haven't seen in a month of Sundays. Have you invited them? Have you talked to them? Have you texted them? Have you messaged them? Have you told them that there's a seat waiting for them? This place, this house of God, this tabernacle is a place where you can hear divine clarity from God, divine revelation. Not only does it come through his word or sometimes through Sunday services, sometimes it comes through people. You got to be careful with this one that you don't get caught up with a fanatic. I'm just put it out there for you like that. When they hear it and they give it to you, God will find a way to confirm it to you. Trust me when I say this. Daniel 2 and 19 was one who provided clarity to the king who was having trouble interpreting his ge- uh, dreams. The astrologers had tried. Those that read the stars and things like that had tried. And he was having dreams. He was, and they said, we're going to go get that one. That one named Daniel. Because his God, the one that he serves, is a God of miracles and clarity and revelation. So Daniel, it says, during the night the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Clarity, revelation comes by way of prayer. Sometimes divine clarity will come through a closed door. Sometimes divine clarity will come through an open door. The most practical example that I can think of and I always make sports references so you'll have to forgive me, but I tell you that uh, uh, when I coach baseball, I always told my players that when you get in the batter's box, you are always looking forward to hitting the next pitch. It is always a yes. I am ready to go. When you do this, I'm thinking, bring what you got because I'm going to put it to a gap that's in between the left and right and let's to the gaps where nobody is. It's always a yes until it's a no. It's the same way that I deal in my Christian life. I'm always moving forward and marching forward in Jesus' name. So about a year and a half ago, we had plans to relocate. We had plans to relocate in another town. And I was trying to listen, and I was trying to have faith, and I was praying for clarity, and I was praying for revelation, and we were just on the brink. Of making a move to another town. But God had other plans. He provided divine clarity and revelation and closed the door. That closed door in that opportunity was word to me that God had spoken and it was time to move on. I came about that revelation through prayer. The open door was this place that we had looked to three, four, five, six months before we were supposed to move to the other place. And here it was still hanging around. Here it was still available with better offers and options and financing than it was when we had it before. So God allowed for us to learn some things and then shut the door. And when he opened this door, we walked through divine clarity gained through prayer and fasting. These things don't happen by accident. Sometimes divine clarity comes through successes and failures in life. It comes through a spoken audible word sometimes, not often. He's spoken to me a few times audibly. Don't have time to preach about that, but sometimes it also comes through the spoken word that He puts within my heart. This happens all the time. This means how do you know? I know because my knower knows. It's in my spirit. I can feel it and I know it and I know when it happens and I know who it's from. I know in my spirit when he speaks. And I gain that line of clarity and communication through my relationship with him. I now know how he talks. I now know how he speaks. Because I have learned as a child of God, and he is a friend of mine, how to be able to listen. You see, because I've not listened enough to know what I should have did. So then I learn now his voice. And it's embedded within my heart. You see, we love to shout about God giving us revelation and clarity. Anybody want more revelation and clarity in your life? I hope that all of you do. He's not the author of confusion, but of divine clarity. This is where the other side of divine clarity is our response to it. When God speaks and He speaks clearly, our side of the relationship is that we must act on what He's saying. We've got to be obedient. Your response to divine clarity, divine revelation in your life that comes through way of prayer determines so much about your future. If we could only go back. If I could only go back and do it this way. If I could only go back and do it that way. Because he has shown us a better way. But I'm thankful in moments like that, that there are verses like in the book of Romans, I believe it might be uh, Romans 8 and 28, where he says that he's working all of those things out, no matter whether it's my fault or not, for my good, according to me, because I'm called according to his purpose. He'll work it all out. I'm thankful for a God like that. That even though in my humanity I'd like to go back, but in my spirit I've got to believe he's working it out for my good. My future is greater than my past because I'm listening to and responding to the divine revelation in my life. We like to shout about it when he gives us direction, but we don't always follow directions. It's called obedience. When God speaks, though... We always respond. We have no choice. You respond in disobedience, or you respond in obedience. God's gonna speak. You are gonna respond. And it will be to follow the path that God has for you and be obedient unto Him. No matter what the cost may be, I'll go alone. Though none may come with me, I'll still follow you. I'll take up my cross and follow you. I may not know what it all looks like. The burden may be heavy. The cross might be heavy to bear, but I'll follow you. Or this is just too much for me. I'm going to go this way. You always will respond to the word of God. Sometimes we say no in this lack of obedience. Sometimes we say yes in this show of obedience But what I like is that my life shows my response. I don't have to say it. My life will show my level of obedience unto God. I didn't become a preacher overnight. I didn't become the dad that I am today overnight. I'm better today than I used to be when my babies was little. That's why I'm looking so forward to being a grandpa one of these days. One of these days. Chill out in the meantime, y'all. (laughs) I'm going to leave that alone Our life shows our response Does your life today Line up with the things of God With the word of God that you know you've heard How do you know it? Because you know that your knower knows And he told you and you felt it in your spirit You were sensitive to what the word was does it line up with the things of God? Do you do your best to obey? Do you do your best to obey the high standard of holy living? That's what I like about God. He never lowers or raises his standard. He's just the I am. He is who he is. He's God Almighty. He's the peace speaker. He's powerful and he's sovereign. Holy living There's a high standard. But there's great reward. Even in the midst of my failure, there's a place called heaven that one day I will be at. The Bible tells me it has gates of pearls and streets of gold. I can't wait to get there. We don't have to worry about lighting there, you see, because Christ is the light of the whole place. High standard of holy living. How do we know that that's the standard? Because in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, it says, You shall be holy, for I am holy. Do what I do. Do what I say. Be obedient unto me. I've heard it said this way before in a non-spiritual manner, that there's a high price to pay for low living. Your response to this divine revelation gained through prayer means everything. Your response to God means everything. Your response to God gained through prayer will determine the direction or pathway of the rest of your life. Beginning today. There's always time to turn from your disobedience and run to God. I encourage you today to turn in the other direction if you're running from God and fix your eyes on Jesus and run to Him for He is the answer of the world today. Above Him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Hallelujah. The Bible says in all of your ways, Proverbs 3 and 6, submit to Him. All of your ways. Everything you do. Everything you say. Submit to him and he will make your path straight. No more forks in the road. Listen for divine clarity. Gain through a prayer life that's powerful and effective because you understand how much Jesus loves you. And you love him back and you pray and you know in your spirit that you're gaining divine revelation and clarity from God. Your decision and response at that moment determines the rest of your life. Run to him. Don't run to your bank account. And I pray every day that God gives me one that I can live on that's good and, and, and okay to, to have some things in life, but it's not gonna get me to heaven. Right. Don't run down to the workplace as if they're the God of your life. And I encourage you to be a good employee that's honorable, right. godlike, a, a, a light sometimes in dark places. But your job's not gonna get you to heaven. Your obedience unto God gained through divine clarity in your prayer life and your response to it will set you on your path towards victory for the rest of your life. Not only will prayer give you divine clarity, but it also will give you divine power. I've learned this in my life. The power of God is an amazing thing. The power of God will allow for you to do things that you couldn't otherwise do on your own it's gained through an effective prayer life. The Hour of prayer he loved me so much that he wants a relationship. He sent his son to die for me I decide to have that relationship to him. I talk back to him He talks to me He gives me clarity and then based upon that clarity in life He wouldn't lead me down the wrong way right down the wrong path It says that he'll make my path straight So now based upon what he tells me I decide to obey and then begin to walk in his path And in that path is where then the divine power of God lies So if you're not experiencing the power of God in your life, the question today would be, how are you responding to the divine revelation that you're being exposed to in your prayer life? When he talks, do you listen? When he talks, do you obey? This is where the power of God can manifest itself in your life. The divine power of God is available to everyone. It's not just in the front row. It's not just up here on the stage during worship time. It's not just over there in the hallelujah corner or wherever it might be. But it is available for everyone. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. He is a rewarder, a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He didn't make an exception there. He just said, it's open for everyone if you will diligently seek out the face of God and pray for that clarity and power in your life. It's available for you today. The word diligent is characterized by someone who's steady every day, all day, unceasing, man of God, woman of God, power in God someone who's earnest in their efforts honest effort making an honest effort they're persistent they persevere you experience this power through prayer when God is at the center of your prayer when God is the object of your affection it's not about what you want but it's all about who he is the object of your affection we experience the power of prayer when our prayers are birthed from the heart That diligently prays. Birth in the heart that diligently prays with a heart, and our only motive at that time is to just please God. When I go to God in prayer, my only motive is to just be with Him, to just sup with Him, to just commune with Him, to just love Him, to just let Him love me back. And it's all of a sudden, I find myself during that prayer time as I worship the one that's greater than I, that I find myself in another dimension of the spiritual realm. I'm no longer within my physical body, but I'm now praying in the spirit. I'm now receiving word that is fresh from heaven. And it's those type of prayers that we need to come to expect in our lives. If we want to see churches overflowing, we've got to be a praying church. If we want to see family members running to the altars, we've got to be a praying church. If we want God to show up in our lives... And show us the plan and purpose. We've got to be a praying church. God loves the diligent heart that seeks and thirsts after who He is. It's what you're called to do. We've got to learn how to pray like this. It moves the heart of God to the point that He speaks. It moves the heart of God to the point that he gives power to the powerless and he gives hope to the hopeless. We've got to learn to pray like this. We will see our lives become more than rather than less than. We've got to learn to pray diligently like this. We'll see pieces of our lives that are broken. They'll begin to be put back together again in the name of Jesus. We've got to learn to pray with a a diligent heart that's after a deeper relationship with God. we have got to learn how to pray like this. If you want to experience the peace that passes, the understanding of man, you've got to get deeper into your prayer life with the only motive being to just spend time with my Father. Sometimes we've got to call a time out and say, I'm about to go spend some time with my Daddy to learn to pray like this, when we learn to experience even this gift of life that we've been given, we can appreciate all of these things of life, we'll become better stewards of the things of God in our life. You want to be a steward, it starts with prayer. You want to have power, it starts with prayer. If you say you've got a relationship, talk to the one that saved you. I pray for you all the time. Some of you make good company but sometimes you're not good enough. I've got to run to the Father because he's the only one that has the answers that I need. Hallelujah. Stand with me if you would.